0: Hold it. First order of business. In Bee Collusion, I challenge you to count the number of times I said B in that episode for fun. And guess what? Elijah from Catherine McAuley National School only went and did it. He emailed me to say that he counted them all, and by his reckoning, he heard it said 120 times. And we reckon he's right. Elijah, this one's for you. Bee Man, it's hot, and not just because my producer makes me record this under a duvet to improve the acoustics. I think as kids, we're all enjoying the weather. In Ireland, this long dry spell has made our COVID-19 limits a lot more bearable. Even if we were stuck inside a 5km radius, at least we could make it that far without getting drenched. With my Ecolution hat on, I'd say that it's a worrying impact of climate change. But that's for another episode. Today is all about home and things we can do in and around our homes to continue the fight against climate change. It's jam packed, so let's go. There's a reason kids have become so important in the climate crisis. We're creative and being in school, we have to solve problems all the time. Ask your mum and dad or me to do a long division without a calculator and see how they get on. Well, one of the greatest drivers of action in schools, including mine, has been the Green Schools Initiative. Working towards a Green Flag is a challenge that really helps whole classes focus on issues affecting us and the whole world. This week, Antoshka celebrates the amazing achievements of schools around the country with Green Flag Week.
1: I'm Rebecca Flanagan and I'm a Green Schools Officer. So recently we've been celebrating all of the wonderful schools who've achieved the green flag for the first time, or maybe for those who've been renewing their green flag under one of our 10 themes. And each of our themes complement the ongoing school curriculum work. Over 750 schools were awarded the green flag this year. And just to give you an idea of the savings that were made, schools on the litter and waste theme diverted 2,500 tonnes of waste from landfill. And just to give you an idea or an image of just how much that is, that is the same as 80 blue whales. Then those on the energy theme, they made impressive savings of 4.4 million litres of heating oil. And that's enough to fit two hot air balloons. They also saved over 29 million units of electricity, and that would be enough to boil two full kettles over 290 million times, which is a whole lot of tea. Then students on the water theme saved enough water to fill 20 Olympic swimming pools. Traffic-related emissions were lowered at the school gate by students choosing to walk or cycle to school. Students also planted 2,799 native trees, as well as growing biodiverse rich plants and vegetables. And all this week, we're going to be celebrating these achievements on our website virtually and on social media. I think it's really important for kids to get involved in environmental action, especially from a really young age, because it's going to give them the lifelong skills to recognise the global issues that they're going to be facing in their future, that we're all facing. But it's very important to kind of instil that behaviour from a young age with the current generation. So much of our time is often spent in work or in the classroom under a very rigid learning process, but this is a very unique time in their lives where maybe they can just pause for a few minutes, go out, you know, listen to nature observe nature you know observe the the streets that they're cycling on how different they are you know their world around them is completely different at at that moment so it's a really great opportunity to make observations between this current time and the environmental effects that are happening before we go back to resuming as normal
0: We've all been out since March, but the Green Schools have shifted focus to let the work carry on.
1: We're really busy at the moment over at Green Schools this week because as well as celebrating the Green Flag Awards for 2020, we're now in our seventh week of the Green Schools Stay at Home project. All of our 35 Green Schools officers very much miss teaching in the classroom, but they're delighted to deliver online activities and have been busy developing fun and interactive lessons that students can take part in from within the home environment. We were really conscious that maybe not everyone had access to the types of resources that they might usually find in the classroom. So most of our materials are required to complete the activities are really simple items that could be perhaps found in the recycling bin or collected when out for a walk in the park. So activities can involve the whole family but we've also focused on delivering video content so that students can feel confident in seeing a familiar face and complete the task individually without the help from family at home. So all of the lessons and activities are environmentally themed under the 10 Green Schools themes. And all of these can be found on our website, greenschoolsireland.org forward slash projects.
0: Amazing work from all the students involved. If you've been trying any of the Green Schools stay home projects, let us know and we could feature you on a future episode. Email junior at rte.ie. Children have an unfair reputation for being glued to screens during lockdown, but what we've discovered is that countless young people around the country are instead using the time to get creative outdoors and in.
2: My name is Esme and I'm nine years old. Well, we've been playing with snails and I have a few friends on the road. Hi, my name's Mia and I'm nine. About to be nine. We get the snails, then we leave them somewhere just to eat for a little. Then we try to make a habitat for them, like try to replicate the habitat, Try put seashells as beds and couches. And we let them go to get food, we let them go on walks, and then we released them after two days. The only one that we got so far because we released other ones is Sarah. I'm Joan and I'm seven years old. This is Sarah and we have a home for her so she doesn't, like, have to lie on the ground where it's really hot. We look after her and we give her food and sometimes we let them out for walks. Get a small box, big enough for them just to roam around. Get some dirt and some some shamrocks and put them in. We kind of name them because they suit their names. We had other snails, but we let them free. Well, I named one Amber. She was a tiger snail. And we named another one Emily. One Edward. There was one snail and his shell cracked, but he died, so we buried him in a nice place with flowers. His name was... Tommy. It's fun for us because we get to decorate it and it's good for the snails because they don't get eaten by birds or get, or their shells crack by the birds or just go on streets and just get run over.
0: We visited the Rediscovery Centre a few times before, but during lockdown they aren't able to hold their amazing workshops on waste. Like others featured today, they've moved online.
3: Hi, I'm Sarah Clear, I'm the Education Manager at the Rediscovery Centre and I'm very glad to be on with you today. So the Rediscovery Centre, um, sadly, same as loads of other businesses, can't open at the moment because of the COVID-19 situation. So what we've actually done is we've developed a Rediscover at Home series, which is available on our website and through our social media as well. Lots of videos on science experiments you can do, do at home, exploring biodiversity, gardening for wildlife, engineering things. We've also got lots of different things as well for Slightly older people, but kids can always try it too. But just remember, health and safety, double check everything with your parents first. There's actually going to be huge issues around waste, I think, at the moment. A lot of people are still trying to do their best in terms of waste and the environment. And they are really thinking about that too. But some of the issues are things like um, we're maybe consuming a little bit more at home. Uh, we might be using our recycling bins correctly. So it's learning about what stuff can go into which bin. That's really important. And I know that's something that Equalution has done a lot of work on as well. So if you're unsure about which bin to put your waste into, you can check out mywaste.ie. It's a really good resource to be able to see where different stuff should go to. Rather than throwing stuff away, if you look at it and think, what can you make? Can you make something useful for your house as well out of it? Can you use old yogurt pots and maybe do a bug hunt in your garden? big really big issue is going to be disposable gloves and you know those wipes as well people are maybe using to wipe down their shopping or to wipe down surfaces a lot of those are not biodegradable and they're going to end up going to landfill now i know you can get some biodegradable ones which is obviously better but the best thing to do is to um, have a cleaning cloth that you can wash in the dishwasher, that you can keep clean all the time and use that instead. That's going to reduce down your waste a huge amount. When it comes to disposable gloves, they're not actually making that huge a difference. I think something you could do instead is making sure you're washing your hands or using hand sanitizer as well, instead of using disposable gloves. Now, healthcare workers have to use them. That's very important for them, but maybe the rest of us don't need to be. I I think it's a very difficult time for people in lots of different ways. But I think it is a really good opportunity to take the time to think about the impact we're having. Like we've all managed for each other and to save each other's health and to save each other's lives. We've all managed to stop and do what, what needed to be done. And I know a lot of people as well are using this time to think about nature. Like we can hear lots more birds singing, see lots more insects around. What we've learned now is we can do this. We can make these big changes when they're needed small changes in our lifestyles are going to make big changes for the environment as well and using this time positively and I know loads of people who are doing that and I know all of us do want to make big differences as well. So if anyone would like to check out what I've been talking about today and have a look at our Rediscover at Home series it's on our website rediscoverycentre.ie or our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter feeds as well so you'll be able to go on there have a good look around and see lots of different ideas of things you can do at home.
0: Sarah mentions the importance of reusing or repurposing the waste we generate. Well, with the shops closed, maybe it's time we got making our own clothes and accessories from our recycling bins.
4: Hi, I'm Aoife Sullivan, and I'm a teacher and the brand ambassador for Junk Couture. As you probably know, Junk Couture is a competition where students can revamp their outfits and make new outfits out of recycled materials. While you're stuck at home, Junk Couture have a new competition called Revolutionize Your Outfit. So this is calling on all budding designers from primary and secondary schools to get involved and revolutionize your outfit by making an accessory out of junk. Children are fantastic ambassadors um, for the environment and they definitely show a keen interest. I know for sure that my own class do and whether that's helping out in school by uh, reducing their waste or else even creating, we created a, a bee garden in our school this year and the children were fantastic and so eager to get involved and eager to learn and they have such open minds i think as well which is fantastic so this is the perfect time to rummage through your home to find anything from old shoelaces to milk cartons and empty toilet rolls so you can transform them into a unique and spectacular accessory like a hairband or a bracelet or even a hat so get creative and make an accessory of your choice my favorite outfits have been the most unique ones things that you never thought that you could make any sort of material out of. For example, I've seen dresses made out of toast, dresses made of orange peelings. I even modeled a dress for a Junk Couture over in Cannes Film Festival, which was made by a secondary school student. And she made this dress out of over 2,000 plastic bags, which were hand woven, which was truly amazing. So get creative and send a video of your accessory to Junk Couture before the 26th of June, 2020, to show how you made it. And you could be with a chance to win a topped up Revolut card and tickets to the Junk Couture final.
0: I think I'd only look fabulous in a fascinator made from bean cans. Send us pictures of your creations if you enter. Now the weather has us out in our gardens a lot more and the restrictions on movement have given birds a far better chance than they've had in years. But how can we help keep an eye out for our feathered friends?
5: Hi, I'm Niall Hatcher with Birdwatch Ireland. On the Earth Day program, I was talking about our special project called Spring Alive. And Firstly, thank you to all of you who sent in your records already. We really appreciate it. The thing behind Spring Alive is actually very simple. We're asking people to keep an eye out for certain migratory birds when they're arriving in from Africa and to let us know on the website, springalive.net, when you see or you hear them. So one of the most important ones to be uh, listening out for, perhaps even more than looking out for, is the cuckoo. The cuckoo is the bird that says its name. Cuckoo, cuckoo over and over, so there's no mistaking it. That's the bird, of course, that famously, it doesn't build a nest of its own, it lays itself other birds' nests. So one of the reasons why we like to keep track of cuckoo populations is because they tell us a lot about the health of the other bird populations as well. If cuckoo numbers are going down, it could be because the numbers of small birds whose nests they use are going down. So that's an important one to watch out for. And uh, they'll very often arrive in coastal areas first. That's often the first place the cuckoo's will come in. It's just the male who makes that cuckoo song, and he'll often stop off as soon as he arrives on the coast. So you're in to coastal area, listen out for them, and then gradually they move in towards the midlands. Another bird which you find literally everywhere in Ireland would be the swallow. So the swallow is a bird that likes to, to arrive in, usually in flocks, they perch on electric wires and they have long tails, long forked tails, like the stream is often. And they have dark blue backs and they have red faces and throats. And they're very chattery, they, they're, they're just like, they, they sound almost like little robots making like, them chattering noises all the time. They like to nest around human houses, so they, uh, they always build a nest inside something like a barn or a garage or a shed. So if you if you live on a farm particularly, there's a very good chance of seeing them, you keep an eye out for them. They're great bird to have around, because they like to eat flies and mosquitoes and other little things like that. So they do us humans a real favor. And you find them literally all over Ireland. They're found everywhere. And the swift is another bird that we're looking for. It's one of our last migrants to arrive. They usually don't arrive until May. They, they look black, they're actually very dark brown, but from a distance they look black. They're quite a bit bigger than a swallow, they have very, very long curved wings and they fly very high in the sky. And you'll never see one land uh, because swifts are so good at flying that they can't perch on wires or on the ground. And if they did, they wouldn't be able to take off again. Would you believe, actually, when the swifts leave Ireland again in the autumn? For some of them, it'll be two or three years before they land again. They stay flying for three years without stopping. They're absolutely amazing birds. And the only reason that they ever land is to lay their eggs and raise their chicks because they can't carry the egg with them. And they always nest inside something like a church spire or an attic space in behind the brick. That's always where they're going to. Uh, and the best way to, to, to find those is to listen for their calls, make a very high-pitched screaming noise. And they particularly like um, towns and cities. They're an urban bird. So you will find them over the wider countryside, particularly if there's lots of insects. The place they nest are in towns, so that's one to keep a watch out for. And then the fourth one we're asking people to watch for is a bird called the salmon vine, which is a type of swallow, uh, but it's much browner than the familiar swallow that we all know. It has a short tail rather than a long forked tail, and it has a white chest, but it has a brown band across its chest, so you can see it that way. And they love rivers and riverbanks. They nest inside riverbanks. So they're really quite different to the other birds in the way they live when you see or hear any of those you go to springalive.net and you let us know all about it and you can find out loads of interesting facts about them there if you're looking for any more information about birds you sea see around your garden or you've seen a, a strange type of bird that you don't recognize if you go to our main website it's we have a whole online guide to Ireland's birds there and there's also a special section in there all about your garden birds everything you want to know about them all about nest boxes uh, how to feed them you know, what what, what they're doing, all of those kind of things. But it's about doing practical things that will help the birds and will also help my my colleagues who are scientists in Birdwatch Ireland to keep track of those bird populations. So I think, you know, if, if we had people all over Ireland gathering all this data for us, it would make a huge difference. And that's certainly something that all of us can do.
0: Keep us posted on what you hear too. There's a whole lot of you in your gardens and green spaces. So we have a crack team.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm Holly, I'm five years old and I live in Figless with my mommy and daddy and my three dogs. Me and my daddy love to do a little big garden. Since lockdown we planted some vegetables like spinach, rockets and lettuce. We also planted some pumpkins and they're very greedy so we have to plant them on their own because they take all the nutrients from the soil.
0: Sometimes people aren't sure where to start on climate action in the home. And I'll admit to being more than a little fed up of being kept out of action this long. As the government lifts restrictions, it's really tempting for us all to go back to things exactly as they were before. But actually, do we really want things as they were before? Now is a great opportunity to take stock and use our time at home to take a personal step towards being greener.
6: Hi, I'm Maren and I'm a youth activist with Eco UNESCO. I should be starting my leaving cert next week, but obviously that can't happen now. Myself and my friend Emer, who's also a youth activist, we were called into ECO for a meeting with Elaine, the director, and she wanted to come up with a big campaign for the year that young people could sort of get involved in, something that's not just talk, like she wanted action. So I can't remember who the actual, like whose idea it was, but I think we slowly kind of got there was to do some sort of challenge where every day you could do one small thing that's good for the environment. Hello everyone, I'm Samantha Andrades. I'm the Communications Officer
7: at UNESCO. We are so excited at UNESCO because we just launched a 30-day Eco Challenge. These are 30 eco actions that you can do at home. The idea started when all the COVID-19 just started so we needed to find new ways to encourage people to keep eco actions at home basically is a our 30-day challenge that you can do at home that you can take in your home and in your 5k radios from home
6: yeah i started it yesterday with everyone else in the eco unesco offices so it's kind of exciting to have something to do every day that's a positive impact The challenges
7: are a good mix of activities focused on recycling, do-it-yourself, education, health and well-being, and some eco-actions that you can even take to the kitchen. With this challenge, we really want to encourage young people to reconnect with nature. So that's why some of the challenges are, for example, going for walks and pick some flowers to bring nature into your home, or maybe go for a walk and take pictures that represent something that you love about biodiversity. We also have great ideas of doing your own beauty products. For example, like a toothpaste or a
6: deodorant that you can make easily with some ingredients from your kitchen. The challenge today is to clear 10 items out of your wardrobe that you don't need anymore. So the idea there will be to kind of do a spring clean, maybe clean out clothes you don't use or have gotten a bit old and either donate them, upcycle them, repurpose them, something like that. One of the challenges is to try to cook a plastic-free
7: meal. And we found that it's so hard to cook something without plastic. So this gives you a sense of awareness of how much plastic and waste is involved in our daily lifestyle.
6: It actually was quite challenging. I had to really sit there and think, nearly every vegetable and everything we buy in the shop has some sort of plastic on it, so it was really, really challenging to kind of sit there and go through every ingredient and go, oh no, that comes wrapped in plastic and this is that. But I I got there in the end. It was so hard and I put that
7: challenge as the first challenge of the 30 day challenge and I I actually regret a little bit because I found it very hard so people I was going to get a bit scared.
6: I made a vegetarian Mexican bean soup, so half the ingredients came in tins, which are completely recyclable, and the other half were loose vegetables or they came in glass jars, so I was quite proud of myself with that one.
7: We basically wanted to do like a mix. We want people that recycle, maybe things that they can do by themselves, and then some colleagues have said, like, well, let's uh, put some self-education as well. So, And then I organized them randomly, so I didn't notice that the hardest was the, the first one. <laughs> I like the idea of reuse and repurpose stuff at home. So, for example, the jam jars and transform those ones in a flower base or uh, you know I have my my pen holder is a jam jar or my napkin holder is another jam jar. So the idea is to change your mind a bit to create less waste and reuse your waste.
6: I understand that it looks a bit overwhelming like oh 30 days and I have to do all this environmental stuff that I've never done before I don't know. They're made to be easy for everyone so if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed just, you can sit down, you can plan. It's okay if you miss a day or you do two in one day or you don't do it quite right. The whole idea of it is that it's a bit of fun, something to do in lockdown, you can do it with your whole family. For everyone that wants to join us in
7: the 30 day challenge, you can find more info on our website ecounesco.ie under eco at home section. And I'm creating a social media post every day with the challenge of the day. But again, you can jump in this challenge whenever you want. There is something special for everyone who completes the 30-day challenge and it's the opportunity to win a sustainable pack. You can use the hashtag KeepItEco and mention us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. And remember, small actions multiplied by many people can change our planet.
0: Warren has been working as an activist for the past few years and I'm really glad she and others, like her, paved the way for us all to continue. Why not try the 30-day challenge from today? Like she said, you can start at any time and it's no big deal if you miss one of them. The point is that you take a step whilst stuck at home. So there you go. A whistle-stop tour through ways to do good whilst stuck at home. And they don't all have to be specifically about climate action. Any activity you do that enforces your sense of fun and engagement with the world outside is worthwhile. And with that in mind...
2: So I was doing these music class, I did them every Saturday and then once COVID and lockdown happened, we started doing them online a few weeks after. Um, And we've been practicing the Marina Waltz.
0: Thanks, Esme. See you all next time for a cycling revolution. Ecolution.
5: Ecolution was produced by Nikki Cochran for RTE Junior Radio.